It started as a joke at 2 a.m. College student Maddie Roberts had just finished watching Joe Rogan interview Bob Lazar. Lazar made international news in 1989 when he had claimed to have worked with alien interplanetary spacecraft while working at an underground facility in and around Area 51. Soon after watching the episode, Roberts created an event to storm Area 51 to get a look at them aliens. Millions of people have RSVP'd to attend Storm Area 51 on September 20th. Several events have now been created in response, including Robert's own alien stock, which has been moved to Las Vegas in fear of becoming Fire Festival 2.0. The township of Rachel, Nevada seems less than interested in hosting the events. The town has warned against traveling to Rachel, reminding them there is no infrastructure, no food, no fuel, no cell phone reception, no shelter to house more than a few weekend visitors traveling down the extraterrestrial highway to the famous Little Alien. For those making the trek out into the desolate desert, we fear to tell you we have reason to believe that them aliens will not be working the guard shacks. And if the UFOs do exist, they may not be on the tarmac of the Air Force Base, but more likely several stories underground. But for all the deputy sky watchers, stargazers, and resident ETs, thank you for listening. My name is Ben Barrick, and this is Day Drifter. summer is the perfect time to plan a camping trip. It is one of the most popular times of year for campers across America to pitch a tent and snooze under the stars. The mosquitoes have mostly gone to hibernate and the weather is still pleasant enough to not contract serious illness while sleeping outside. There are a common seven tenets to leave no trace camping. So instead of providing a review of what gear to bring, we'll walk you through these instead.
Number one, plan ahead and prepare. This means bring a map or research the area you'll be camping. Notify other people, friends, family, and dogs of where you'll be camping. Pack accordingly and see if the campsite requires reservation and what laws or permits are required for the backcountry camping and travel. Number two, travel and camp on durable ground. Reuse existing campsites. Do not camp near dry wash or a flood prone area. Number three, dispose of waste properly. Store all food and garbage in a manner that will prevent access to wildlife. Carry plastic bags and pack out all trash. Bury human waste at least six to eight inches deep. Do not bury hygiene products or paper. Number four, leave what you find. In this day of Instagram and influencers, everyone wants a memento. Disturbing, defacing, or collecting plants, animals, rocks, and historic and archaeological objects is likely prohibited where you are camping. As part of our national heritage, these resources should be left where they are found for all to enjoy. Number five, minimize the effects of campfire. Build some sort of fire ring if your campsite does not have one already provided. Pack out ashes and never leave a fire smoldering and unintended. Use local firewood and check with local authorities about where to purchase the wood or about the use of your wood from your surroundings. Number six, respect wildlife. This is fairly simple. You have chosen to live amongst wildlife for the weekend. It does not belong to you. Take care of your surroundings, the animals, the plants, the fish, and any other creature or feature you encounter. And lastly, number seven, be considerate to others. Please consider that perhaps other campers do not want to hear the 1976 masterpiece album Night Moves by Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. You are better off not having to engage within these type of people. So please be considerate of your surroundings. Do not disturb fellow campers or the wildlife you spent your weekend to experience. Jupiter is becoming quite the highlight of the sky in the month of September. Last year, scientists discovered 12 new moons on Jupiter. And earlier this month, five of Jupiter's moons received names. Moons in the inner prograde and retrograde received names. The naming contest was held from January to April this year. Some are now predicting a huge volcano erupting later this month on Jupiter's innermost moon, Io. Io is a world of active volcanoes, and Loki Patera is the largest of these. At the joint meeting of the European Planetary Science Conference and AAS Division of Planetary Sciences in Geneva, Switzerland, Tucson, Arizona-based 
astronomer Julie Rathbun predicted the eruption of this giant volcano to occur sometime this month. Loki once had a predictable pattern of eruption, and Rathbun and associates correctly predicted its eruption in the past. But she warns against trusting Loki as she says, you have to be careful because Loki is named after a trickster god. The volcano has not been known to behave itself. These next months are your best time of year to catch zodiacal light or false dawn. Zodiacal light is a faint, diffuse, and roughly triangular white glow that is visible in the night sky and it appears to extend from the sun's direction and along the zodiac, straddling the ecliptic. And of course, on Monday, September 23rd at 3.50 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, the sun will cross the celestial equator, moving southward, marking the autumn equinox in the northern hemisphere and the beginning of fall. On the equinoxes of March and September, day and night are of equal length. The sun rises due east and sets due west. back at the events that took place in late summer throughout history. On September 23, 1875, Billy the Kid is arrested for the first time after stealing a basket of laundry. He later broke out of jail and roamed the American West, eventually earning the reputation as an outlaw and murderer in a rap sheet that allegedly included 21 murders. Each year, Taurus visits the town of Fort Sumner, located about 160 miles southeast of Albuquerque, New Mexico, to see the Bill of the Kid Museum and gravesite. On September 26, 1820, the great pioneering frontiersman Daniel Boone dies quietly in his sleep at his son's home near Defiance, Missouri. The Voyager was 86. Boone became a symbol of the American Western pioneering spirit for many Americans. Ironically though, Boone's fame and his success in opening the Trans-Appalachian West to large-scale sediment later came to haunt him. Having lost his Kentucky land holdings by failing to properly register them, Boone moved even further west in 1799, trying to escape the civilized regions. He had been so instrumental in creating. Finally settling in Missouri, though he never stopped dreaming of continuing westward, he lived out the rest of his life doing what he loved best, hunting and trapping in a fertile wild land still largely untouched by the Anglo pioneers who had followed the path he blazed to the west. And finally, September 28th ought to be named after baseball's Ted Williams. In 1941, Williams played a doubleheader and got six hits and eight trips to the plate, boosting his season average to a 406. He's the last player to have hit 400. 
19 years later, in his final game, in his final at-bat, the greatest hitter who ever lived hit a home run, culminating in a Hall of Fame career we are unlikely to ever see again. This episode was produced by Mostly Humans. On the next episode, we dive into more history, provide some top roadside attractions along the historic Route 66, and try to figure out where Bigfoot has been hiding. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter using the handle at ReedDayDrifter. And visit our website at ReedDayDrifter.com. We have a new paperback edition of Daydrifter that will be available at the end of the year. And you can sign up on our website to receive a copy of the new paperback pocketbook size edition. Thank you for listening. We hope you join us again. This is the end of this week's transmission.